0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 215 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, and we are here, we're in our Game of the Year podcast territory zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the the week before the Game of the Year proper, so this is where we do our 10 categories. Uh, and we usually do top threes for those. I know Matt did a top 10 for one. Right. Uh, and I you know, also did a top sometimes one sometimes for you can't one. can't contain it.
1: So, okay see
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes
1: you can't contain it or it <laughs> can't contain enough exactly so um yeah uh, no news to talk about in really games like manny you finished god of war and playing a little need for speed i've just yeah. been primarily playing pokemon and i guess i did finish god of war as well this week uh but yeah um not really a lot to say pokemon it, it's just more pokemon i don't want to sound dismissive but i think we've talked about pokemon enough so we have uh so i guess do you want to just get into the categories we can just get into the categories um now this is the category that like i we usually start with best old game of the year uh, uh-huh uh this is very simply like games that we played this year that didn't get released this year um this is one of the more meaningful categories for me because i just play a lot of older games you on the other mm-hmm. hand you typically play a lot more newer games Correct. Now, do you of... think this year, twenty twenty three? Because I know you said your goal is to play a lot more older games. Uh, do you think maybe next year this list will be a little bit more meaningful for you?
0: Yeah, next next year I think this list will matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, like literally, I just I didn't do it this year because I was like, I don't know that I can do that for a third year in a row because it would just normally be DJ Max Respect again right. because they they keep supporting with DLC and they also announced that they're supporting it until at least twenty twenty four now. Uh, But I did not put that on my list because I was like, I did that two years in a row and I just put three new old games on instead. Okay, so Uh, that's because I could have also, you know, I could have also done Ultimate Chicken Horse. I didn't think about that. Some of us played a lot of Ultimate Chicken Horses here.
1: Did you play a lot of uh, Genshin Impact? No,
0: this was the year I quit Genshin Impact. Okay, I did just download it recently and logged in and was like, maybe I'll get back in. And Mm. I only played it that one day. Well, that's good. It it's probably
1: for the best it
0: takes up a lot of space so I should probably just delete it
1: uh, but why don't you go with your three because I know you're not feeling super passionate about it uh, so.
0: so my number three everyone was expecting it I'm sure Nancy Drew the ghost of Thornton Hall <laughs> sure, sure, uh, sure I don't know a fucking <laughs> year this game came out it was in like 1998 but my girlfriend is like man I love the Nancy Drew games we should play one and I had watched Abby play some Nancy Drew games at Giant Bomb, and I thought they were, like, moderately intriguing. And so I, she bought a three-pack of them on Steam, and I made the mistake of picking the one I had not seen someone play. Okay, This game is so whack. I know that doesn't mean it should be top three, but it's one of the only three old games I really played that were new. It, it like... It is everything that is wrong with old adventure game design. (laughs) Just like pixel hunting, like weird, insane puzzles. There were a couple of times where a puzzle came onto the screen and I was like, we're not doing this. And I just looked it up because Mm. I was like, this is what the fuck? I'm not going to solve this. And like, then the plot made no sense. And there were like ghosts and. Everyone is really mean to Nancy Drew all the time. I don't know. People claim that these games are very good. This was not one of those. Mm-hmm. I don't I do I do not think.
1: Uh, <laughs> high praise. High praise. Top high, three. High <laughs> praise, high praise, top three.
0: It's okay. The other two were very good. Uh number two, casual burder.
1: Excuse this, me.
0: This yeah, casual burder. It's like casual murder. It's uh it's a game for the play date. Uh, It is one of the first, it's one of the games that you first get on the play date, so you don't have to wait any time for it, and it's also the only one that's not, like, really a shorter arcade-style game, it is like a, it actually kind of reminds me of um, Link's Awakening, not in the way it plays, but in, like, the style of the characters and the the world uh but you play as a guy who likes to take pictures of birds (laughs) and uh you have to take pictures of all the birds in the world pokemon snap style uh and it was it was fun it took like a couple hours to beat and i it was the one it was my favorite play date game out of all the ones that i played and completed uh just because it was like a narrative adventure game that showed like, Hey, sometimes people when they start making more games for this thing can make like weird and little narrative adventure games. I don't know. It had a sense of humor. Taking pictures of the birds is funny. It had a lot of like weird bird puns and like interesting characters to look at. Um, but yeah, it was a fine little thing. I it, technically, I would have said it came this year because my playdate came this year, but, the play date officially released in 2021 so i was like yeah
1: okay that's uh, literally what i was gonna gonna ask is like you really didn't have a chance to play it until this year so i think you could have called it this year and like i don't think anyone would have cared i
0: could have but it it was it was a fun game um so i that is why it's here okay and then my 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 number one was until dawn which i talked about recently i that game is tight I like that game a lot. I played the first like couple minutes of the quarry. We'll see oh. where that goes. But...
1: Oh, that that reminds me. I actually did start the the quarry with my girlfriend over the weekend as well. Nice. We played a couple hours of that. So,
0: yeah. And like that one's also weird because like I have seen most of it mm-hmm. up until the bad ending. So it's like less like super exciting for me to be like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen?" Because I like mostly already know. So,
1: so did did you finish? You finished until dawn, right?
0: yeah I finished until dawn. I got the ultimate ending
1: nice, so everyone survived
0: yeah, I had to redo it I day.
1: yeah I was gonna say the first time I did it, everything was going well and then i think and it, then
0: you make that one choice yeah. and everybody dies yeah. and you're like oh oops <laughs> everything my bad.
1: fell apart in the last half hour which i think the game is kind of designed that way to be honest It is,
0: but it was really fun like literally mm. minutes from the end like yes. a minute and a half from the end is when i basically killed every character mm-hmm. and i was like oh and then i redid it and it took so long it took like over an hour for me to do it and then it like didn't really change the ending <laughs> at all you, and i was like all right that wasn't worth it i mean i got a gold trophy i guess so i was gonna like,
1: say cool. but you probably got the trophy out of it.
0: So. yeah i and i i did like the game mm-hmm. i mean um
1: that's a game you should play with other people like that is not yeah. a game to play alone which i did mm-hmm. the first time i am not playing oh, the yeah. alone
0: this time though no no um so yeah that's cool mm-hmm. uh those are those are mine what do you got for your old old game this is
1: the one that's my top 10 it's always going yeah, to be sure my is. top 10 i won't go through and like talk about each one a lot <laughs> but i at least want to like at least rate out my top 10. Uh, number ten is uh, Infamous two, okay, yeah, not as great as the first one, but I still think it's still fun to play. It's still a great yeah. game. It's just the first one is a little better. Mm. Uh, Devil May Cry the original, the original, uh, it aged extremely well. I was really impressed with how, how well it aged. Uh, number eight was Forza Horizon the first one. Once again, I was just impressed at how well it uh, like it just it it aged extremely well. Uh, number seven was Metroid Dread, um, mm-hmm. a really good Metroidvania. I remember I I can't remember what they were called, but those like the kind of the unique aspect of the Metroid Dread game with those things.
0: The Emmys. I
1: hated those, but like once you like outside of that, this is just an incredible game. So, mm-hmm. uh, number six, Resident Evil Four. Okay. I really kind of struggled with it the first time I played it. I decided to give it another chance, and I'm so glad I did. I, I really enjoyed my time with it the the second time through. Mm. Uh, number five was Bioshock. Uh, yes. uh, great story. I don't I don't think I need to talk about Bioshock. Everyone knows about Bioshock. First time I played through it, great. Uh, number four, Bayonetta two. Mm. Uh, number three, uh, God of War the original.
0: Okay, yeah, so you did play that.
1: Uh, Number two, Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. Probably one of my proudest accomplishments, uh, not just this year, but just like with gaming all time, is beating this game. It was rough. Mm -hmm. It was tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough tough not to crack. And the number one was Mark of the Ninja.
0: Mark of the Ninja. People love Mark of the
1: Ninja. This was one of those games that it was a long time ago. It was like almost a year ago that I played it. God, I just obsessed about this game when it first came out. Like all I wanted to do was play Mark of the Ninja. It's just so well designed. It's some it's it's one of the best stealth games I've ever played and it's a 2d platformer. Just mm-hmm. great, great, just a great game.
0: I will say that one thing your list has done is made me realize that this was the longest year of my life <laughs> because I don't know that I would have remembered that you played half of these products. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's crazy. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, so if you remember super meat boy, was like way back in February and Mark of the New- it was,
0: I So I do remember super meat boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like vaguely remember you playing God of war. Mm-hmm. Definitely remember devil may cry.
1: That was one of the more recent ones. I think that was over the summer. Yeah.
0: You played Resident Evil 5 was this year, right? Yes.
1: That didn't make it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that final oh that would have made it if it wasn't for that final chapter.
0: Oh, so funny. Oh, that
1: was so rough. Fuck that last chapter.
0: Yeah.
1: Oof. But no, Mark of the Ninja. I think that's my favorite game I played this year. Nice. And I would say Super Meat Boy is my second favorite game I played this year. So nice. Uh, kind of sad that my like two favorite games I played were in like January and February, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. Uh, but you know, just one of those years. So that happens. Yeah. Uh, so that's my uh, best old games uh, of the mm. year. I, I'm just gonna move right into the best multiplayer because I only have the one. Okay. On that Splatoon three. Mm, nice. Uh, I I. I played one. I enjoyed some of it. I never really, I don't think I bought it. I think I just kind of played it, played yours for a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it, but I never bought it. The second one, I never touched at all. Uh, But this one, like I decided to kind of pick up play and God, I just became obsessed with it. It just, it made me sad that I had to put it down and start playing other games. Yeah. uh, But it came out right at a time where like it, it was like September, right? Mm-hmm. so then like once october hit there were just so many games and then november there were so many games so i i'm thinking i might pick this up after the holidays and it'll just be a game i just kind of regularly go back to
0: okay uh, uh so my best multiplayer number three monster hunter rise sunbreak okay the expansion for monster hunter rise uh me and nukio did not beat this because uh, uh I, I don't know it's paced really poorly in terms of like them putting the new monsters out to you so you have to play like dozens and dozens of hours of fighting the same monsters in g rank before you can fight the new ones and we like barely got into the new ones before we just were not really playing it because a bunch of other stuff was out i still in theory would like to go back and do the rest of that with him but also I don't know that we will ever do that, but Monster Hunter Rise, I played a lot with Nukio. Do
1: you think you're kind of aging out of Monster Hunter? Not necessarily in the sense that you just don't like it anymore, just that you just don't have the time to put into Monster Hunter
0: no it also i i think it was just one of those things where like we burned out on this early because like we played it as much as we played the base game Mm. except that we still hadn't really seen many of the cool new monsters like they really backload it except that like it's just paced supremely poorly in the way they dole those out and part of that is because me and nukio play like psychopaths and we could just do only the key quests uh but we do every quest every rank Okay. So that makes it take way longer.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Uh do you even so, get anything
1: out of doing like every single thing?
0: Not really. I mean you do, yes, technically, like augmentation for your armor or something. I was gonna but,
1: say like it's probably minimal at a certain point. Yeah,
0: it's not like really worth it. So But that's how we play mm. because we're terrible uh so yeah that 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 is a very good game i will not begrudge it me and nukio playing it like weirdos um but yeah this monster hunter like playing monster hunter played a lot more with nukio uh number two is across the obelisk which is a stop me you've heard this before card based roguelite uh that justin and nukio were like do you want to play this with us and i said sure uh and it is like it's set up like darkest Dungeon, sort of like, that's what the look reminded me of where it's like four people in a row. Okay. And like the way, the way you fight the monsters, but then you have cards and each character as a specific, um, like class that they play. um, and the way we did it was Justin controlled two characters that I controlled the character and Nukio controlled the character. Um, and, you know, you just go until you die and you can unlock other versions of characters, unlock more cards, more artifacts and things like that. Uh, and so the first time we played, uh, it went for a really long time, like four or five hours and we lost. And I was like, oh, that was cool. They're like, yeah, we should play again. The next time we played, we beat the game. Nice. Because Nukio and Justin had played a bunch more than me. So they just had like better classes and like knew what to do. So the second time we played it, we beat it, and then we just kind of like didn't go back to it after that. Um, had just it, it and, was an interesting game.
1: Uh, sorry to interrupt, but had Justin and Nukio beaten it before, or was that their first time as well?
0: Uh, I think they beat it by themselves, not together. That's gonna so yeah.
1: they so they had already beaten it at least once. So yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has a ton of content in it. If that's the kind of thing you're looking for, I probably would not have picked it up if it was not for them asking me to play. Uh, but it was it was a cool it was definitely a cool game it was interesting to see like a card-based game be made like co-op multiplayer instead of like a versus thing because normally that's not the way that would go right uh but no that was that was fun and then my number one uh is splatoon three yeah splatoon
1: is so good oh my god
0: i it's a fucking good game yeah. i made calvin addicted to it it's literally the only thing he does <laughs> is play splatoon 3 he is like max character level and like completed the entire catalog and now still is going
1: there is something about just like even when you're not playing well it's just fun to just run around and just like just cover the map as well as you can like it, i never found it stressful and when you're having a bad game it takes three minutes and it's just like, and that's over. And then you can just b- bump into the, jump into the next one. Like it, mm-hmm. I, I, it's so well designed in that way where like a bad yeah. Call of Duty match can take like 15 minutes and you're like, God, I'm dying every five seconds. But like Splatoon three, you're like, oh, uh, you know, the, the game, the teams are in balance, but oh, well, it's, I'm losing three minutes here. And in two minutes, this match is over anyway. So who cares? So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just very smart. It's very well designed.
0: Mm-hmm. uh yeah so i have continued to i play it every couple days probably um
1: just with calvin at this point
0: uh i just do uh, recently he's been on vacation okay so i've i just do a random matches every couple days uh because now that's this chill season there's like new clothes to get and Ooh. stuff so it's interesting to see uh some new weapons and things like that but yeah i i like all of splatoon yes but the multiplayer especially is very good
1: i didn't get into the single player too much
0: 100 percent at that boy
1: <laughs> i just had too much fun just playing the multiplayer so i was like that's what i'm gonna focus on yeah yeah so yep splatoon is a uh, great mm-hmm. uh so now the other categories we have music looking feel surprise disappointment which one is standing out to you that you'd like to do next
0: uh, I w- <laughs> biggest disappointment. <laughs> OK, let's do it. OK, do you want to go first? Or do you
1: want me to go first? Uh, why don't you go first?
0: OK, uh, biggest disappointment. My number three stray. Mm. Uh, I don't know. D- this game reviewed very well prior to it coming out. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I can't wait to play it. And then I w- had already been excited about it. Like you play as a cat and like a weird post-apocalyptic world with computer monitor head people and then like it was fine and that's like not necessarily a knock but like the way everyone was like oh my god like you play as this cat and like it's like the fucking greatest thing ever conceived number one indie game all time best thing ever and it's just like an okay post-apocalyptic sci-fi story that like it's just like incidental that you are a cat like that part doesn't matter even a little bit mm. so it was just one of those things where it was like i don't i don't get why everybody was like so super hyped up about it
1: yeah I and mean, even if it was just a case of like you play as a dog which were way more dog people like i still don't know if that would have
0: no yeah like i me. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, this one, I bet that if I ever played Untitled Goose Game, I would have felt the same way about that, where, like, I just would have been like, I don't know, I don't get it, but... This one, especially like just the amount of like TikToks I saw about it, like people that I know that don't really play video games being like, hey, what about that stray game? And like, I know that it's made by Anna Annapurna and they also make movies and stuff like that. But it was like it was fine. Yeah. And that that that's it was like an OK game. I, I don't know. It seems like it was it, an it, OK
1: it, game with an OK story.
0: Yeah. And it also should not have been 40 bucks. Right. 100 percent. No way. It was only like four or five hours long. So like it was it was like pretty short, um, and yeah, the some of the like the stealth mechanics that they have you do at one part were not very good. I don't know, it's just not a. It was not my extreme cup of tea. I don't know.
1: Yeah, last year I remember Kana was one of those where I just like why is this so why is this reviewing well? Yeah, and and so. this year kind of like that that game kind of reminds me of Kana a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then my number two is Shovel Knight Dig. Uh, it is the prequel to Shovel Knight, and it is a roguelite. And I was like, wow, this game looks really sick. And then I played it and was like, oh, I do not like this very much. No. And it's not even like a fault of the game. It's just like because it is a roguelite and it right. is. Uh, um, Yeah, I don't know. They did this with their Shovel Knight uh, pocket dungeon as well. The puzzle one um where like that game is fine but then like you rapidly unlock all of the roguelite elements and then it is just like pure masochism at that point like i I don't know like it feels like you unlock all of the unlockable stuff like immediately and then it's just like ah now you gotta get good or get fucked and yeah i don't know like the controls to me don't feel super good in shovel knight dig uh it just it was a bummer i don't know Anyways, I can't wait for the next game that actual Yacht Club puts out, of the Hollower, because it's just Link's Awakening, but with a mouse. Oh. I'm very excited about that. But yeah, the, so the other, other game, other than Shovel Knight, the other Yacht Club games that they have published have been ones that they like contracted out other studios to make. Right. So uh, maybe it's just that I like Yacht Club and not necessarily Shovel Knight. I think is the takeaway here.
1: Well, it seemed like there was a specific thing that you liked about Shovel Knight that it was like yeah. it, it was Mega Man basically. It was a platformer, yes. and this is just completely different.
0: Yeah, and then that's why like Mina the Hollower, like you mm-hmm. just look at the game plan, and you're like, oh, this is this is literally Link's Awakening, right? Like that's what that's what this is. Um, and so like I think that will be very cool too. But yeah, the this and Pocket Dungeon both didn't super do it for me. Pocket Dungeon I liked a lot better than this. Um, But yeah, it's just one of those things where like watching the pre-release footage, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And they like sort of obfuscated that it was a roguelike for a long time. And then when they said it was a roguelike, I was like, you know, maybe I'll still really like it. And then no, no, thank you. Uh, And then my number one most disappointing game, Paparazzi. What the fuck? (laughs) This game is not very
1: good at all. I forgot this game exists, but I do remember you not liking it
0: it's fucking coming out on switch like this week and my hot advice is don't buy this product on the switch or anywhere Mm. uh it might still be on game pass i dude i'm the i'm the core demographic for taking pictures of dogs that's me hello and this somehow misses that mark the dogs don't really animate they're not like very good models they're just doing weird random shit i don't it just none of it felt very good or fun uh the, the environments aren't very large it just it, all around not good i was very excited for paparazzi not good that's my that's it
1: did you you didn't buy this right
0: no i was on game pass thank god yes uh- I think it still is on Game Pass, but it just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, um, Yeah, I, I, it just was not very good. And like, especially uh, the fact that the dogs weren't even animated mm-hmm. made me just even more like, what the fuck? It could have
1: just been Pokemon Snap with dogs. And that's all literally it, if it was that it would pro- it could have made your top 10 list and it couldn't even hit that mark.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, it could, couldn't even couldn't even do that. Mm hmm. So that's why it's just like, wow, this is a bummer. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about you? What do you got?
1: Uh, I a couple of my games. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you were disappointed as well.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but my number three is uh, Gotham Knights.
0: I wanted, I wanted and still want this game to be good.
1: I. I didn't have high hopes for it. I didn't have super high hopes for it, but like it didn't even hit those marks. Like
0: That's so shitty, I man.
1: know. Like all I wanted was just like an updated Arkham Asylum, a game with like updated Arkham Asylum combat and they couldn't even hit yes. that. They couldn't even hit that. Instead, it's just like the game is just kind of set up where like you go out and like night raids and then like everything that you're, you do on the raid is just like this procedurally generated content. So then what happens is none of it's interesting because it's all just procedurally generated. I get that. I get that. It's like meant to be a live service game and it's set up that way, but like that doesn't make it good. I I would have much preferred just a simple 10 to 15 hour, like just like story, like Arkham asylum type story or go the other way and just make like a Marvel ultimate Alliance clone. Mm -hmm. That would have been really cool. But with Batman characters, yeah. but instead they just went with this just like live service and it's all procedurally generated. And I just never like procedurally generated content because it's just mm-hmm. never as good as like, if it's like handcrafted. Yeah. Uh, and, and also as I keep saying, like how could the combat not be as good as Arkham Asylum? Arkham Asylum came out 13 years ago.
0: It happens. Uh, you know. Yeah. I know.
1: Uh, my number two was Tunic. mmm I know like I think I was more disappointed in it than you were but I don't think you like this game should have been in our top 10 list and it definitely is not going to be in mine
0: yeah it will not most likely not be in mine either but uh
1: like visually I, I really like the visual design of this game but like there was just something about it that just never clicked with me and then I don't remember I think it was like the quarry or something like that i can't remember the like the section but it was all like black and white and like unless you were wearing a mask or something like like it like the environment hurt you Mm -hmm. i I just stopped playing the game at that point
0: Mm, yeah you didn't even get to the point where i was like i literally don't know how a human would beat this normally
1: yeah i just i just there's just something about it that just didn't quite click with me and, I, I, and this was a game that you and I just kept talking about. I was very
0: excited for this game, and I mm-hmm. did like it for most of the way through. But then, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, all the... I found the like weird extra stuff on the periphery, like about Fez really cool and Mm -hmm. interesting. And that stuff did not do it as much for me in this game. So
1: yeah, there's just, it. it, I think for both of us, it was just missing something and I don't know what it was, but certain games just have that X factor and this game just didn't have it. So yes. Uh, And then my most disappointing game was Bayonetta three.
0: I knew this was going to be it for you.
1: I, it just didn't, every aspect it is worse than the (laughs) second one it's not a bad game but like i think it's pretty telling that like it took me a month to beat a 10-hour game and you still haven't finished it
0: no i don't even know if i'm gonna
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) but it's like it's not i'm not even disappointed
0: by it like you are i just like i got halfway through it and i was like i don't know what if i just played need for speed what if i just
1: played a better game
0: yeah well exactly yeah <laughs> i mean 100 percent. it's also one of those things where like i didn't play bayonetta 2 on the switch i played it when it originally came out on the right. wii u but like just i this year man why does bayonetta look like it does on the switch
1: man i don't even care about the visuals like how is the com- uh, i do how is the combat worse the characters like they're less interesting the story was worse the level design was worse like there was just nothing like in a sequel, like a, a sequels need to be better. And it, this was a step back in every way.
0: Look, man, platinum games have been rough as fuck for like a couple of years now. That's so right. I was like, you know, I was like, this is going to be fine. And mm-hmm. I do feel like it. this is fine. Uh, it's I, OK, I,
1: I would say it's probably a three and a half, maybe four star game. But like Bayonetta 2 was like, what was it? Top three for me or top five i i don't remember i'd have to scroll up but like it was it was in my top 10 i really enjoyed like everything about it and i went through and like replayed all of bayonetta 2 again i I don't want to play bayonetta 3 ever again (laughs) so like i think that's just so telling for me that like there's just something off about this game I getcha. And and I know there was this whole controversy at the end. That I don't care about. Like that is not the reason why this is here. Like I don't care that like she's not gay or something. I I don't care. Like they they can do whatever they want with that character. Yeah. Uh what was it, Violet or Viola that Viola. She did not add anything to the game. Oh,
0: I like playing as her a lot actually. Did you really? Yeah, I I actually think it's more fun than playing as Bayonetta in this one.
1: I see, like, it was fine. I, I like Cheshire. I like Cheshire a lot. Yeah, that was cool. But like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like Viola the character at all.
0: Oh no, she's obnoxious.
1: And that like win animation that she does that looked terrible. <laughs> After every battle, you're like, why did they design it this way? That looks awful. But anyway, Bayonetta three, the most disappointing game of the year for me. Okay. Uh, I guess with that, we should probably just do our uh, best surprise. Uh Uh-huh, yes. Um, I'll let you do that. I have a feeling there might be an overlap here, but we'll see. There could be. Or there could be. My number three is Marvel Snap. Okay.
0: uh, The mobile Marvel card game. I remember seeing it as an ad when it was in early access, and I could not get into it, and was like, this looks fun. I would play this while taking a dump. And uh, then when it came out, I started playing it and I was like, oh, no, I actually really like this. What the fuck? And now we're like over a month, two months out of from that. And I still play it every day and really like it quite a bit. It's simple enough uh, to have a deck of 12 cards and like it has just enough of a random element where you have to like adjust on the fly to make your plays uh that i really like it and i hope that they can keep up the momentum they have because it is very popular still uh the monetization on some of the cards which thank god it's not like you getting cards it's variants of what the cards look like they need to figure that shit out Mm. because holy fuck does it not make sense to charge 30 dollars for a different version of gambit that looks worse yeah that's Uh, wow Thankfully, I don't have to give a shit about that. Right. So uh, that's cool.
1: But at a lot of times, like those prices are not for you. They're for the whales who will pay it,
0: which is true. But they also like then they basically were like, wow, people got really mad about this. We're just trying to feel it out. And now, like the most recent one that I almost did purchase uh, was like 5000 gold, which is their like paid currency that you can also just get by playing the game. Uh, And I almost did that because I don't have Dr. Doom. So getting the Dr. Doom variant would allow me to use Dr. Doom in my deck. Uh, But now I have gone for a completely different deck plan Hmm. with Claw and Onslaught. So I don't have to worry about Dr. Doom until I get him at random. Nice. Uh, Yeah. So I just have a shitload of the paid currency because I've just been playing and doing the tests and the season pass and stuff. So someday there will be a cool variant card that I want and I'll be like, I'll purchase that because that's cool and a card I use. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a fun game and I can't wait for them to like make the PC version better uh, because it like is just the mobile version on pc but then like it doesn't even go widescreen or anything so it just like is fucking weird and like they have said like yeah we're working on that this was not our top priority but like there's not even a way to quit the game Because obviously on your phone, you would just like tab out out of it or whatever. When I make it full screen on my computer, it's just like, I can't get out of this. And they'll say just like alt F4 or whatever. (laughs) So like maybe they should rethink the UI for the Mm -hmm. PC version or at least make it widescreen. But it's fine enough. You can still play. Uh, So yeah, that's cool. And they seem to be making a lot of money off of it because people go crazy for the Marvel Marvel mobile games generally. So the whales, they're going to make it so I can keep playing this cool card game um we'll see how long it lasts i'm on my third it's the third season that i'm on right now so how many Uh, months have you been playing this will be almost the end of the third month okay uh which i mean
1: not to interrupt you again but like for a mobile game playing three months is that's impressive
0: oh definitely and it's it's just one of those things too where like i don't know how long i'm gonna keep going but you could jump back in at any point it'd be fine the thing that's weird is like you play against other people and you go back 30 ranks, uh, each new season. So I've only ever gotten up to like rank 40 out of a hundred. Hmm. Um, I actually hit rank 41 today, so I can probably might actually be able to get to 50 if I don't suck, but for the rest of the season, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's neat and I like it and I like the, they're adding at least one new card a week. And I still don't have a shitload of the cards. So that's cool that I'll have a long way to go and things to look forward to. Um yeah. yeah. And then my number two best surprise, Splatoon 3. We have kind of talked about this a lot in general, but it's just one of those things where like I played the first one. I played the second one neither one really did it for me i wanted them to because everyone else seemed to really like them and i just couldn't get into them and then three i like i said i play every couple days and i just i really like it and it, it, it's good
1: yeah we both just like uh it just clicked with us and i i don't think we can explain why it just it all came together and maybe it's just like uh, a part of it is just like where we are in our lives i don't know
0: yeah, maybe, and then like I hundred percented the single player. I played a lot of the weird card game they added. It's just a, it's a weird it's a weird thing where I liked every aspect of that game, and I can't wait till they put out the DLC. Uh, and then my number one best surprise: Vampire Survivors. <laughs> Even though I technically it was my best surprise from last December when I saw like four people on my Steam's friends list playing this game and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I looked it up and it was $3 and I said, this can't be a good game. <laughs> they must have got it because it's $3. Right, right. Uh, and then it is awesome and it kept going and I was like, oh, this game actually rules came out in 1.0 this year. Uh, I completed everything in it and I still have to play the DLC, but it it's just it's a good game Mm -hmm. that's bullet hell but you are the hell yes uh and i love that game and i'm glad that it was three dollars and now it is only five dollars it's just i it's impossible it doesn't make sense i think it should not be good but it is i
1: disagree i think the game's just okay oh yeah yeah yeah. okay good (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's okay it's okay it's okay
0: um, but I can't believe it. It mm-hmm. just, it blows my mind <laughs> that that game is. Uh, why is it good? Exi- it exi- why is it why good? Is it, it, makes good? No, it makes no fucking sense. Uh, I just remember like looking it up and being like, this is a $3 product. There's, uh, uh, no, uh, way that, there's no way this is good. Yeah. And then I like so I kept seeing articles about it and I was like, I'll give it a shot. It's three bucks. Right. What's the worst that could happen? And the worst that could happen is then I played for like 50 hours.
1: Yeah. There's, so, there's something about it.
0: Yeah, Vampire Survivors my number one mm-hmm. uh, best surprise.
1: Nice. Uh my top 3, they're all uh they're all Game Pass games that I only wow. really gave a chance because they were on Game Pass to be honest, and I, I'm really glad I did though. So, um my number 3 is Infernax. Oh yes. Uh that's the the Cast Castlevania, specifically like the Simon's Quest uh, mm-hmm. clone. Uh I don't, I know I'm going to say this a couple times, but like certain games just have that X factor and I don't know why, but you just kind of like, they just work. They just click with you. And this is just one of those games where like, I will admit the combat's nothing special, even the platforming's nothing special, but like, there's just something about it. And I think for this, it's the exploration. It's that like, it's the exploration, but then also the, uh, the stress of being like, Oh God, I'm about to die, but I have all this experience. I don't want to lose it. All I have to do is get to this save point, and like I have a comp- and like then I can kind of like save everything I've accomplished. And like this game just kind of nails that feeling, where it does get a little tense, and then and then you like get to that save point, and there's just like this relief, and there's this like rush of like hitting that save point. Uh, mm-hmm. So like I just really enjoyed just kind of running around the world, exploring and leveling up. Uh, definitely my favorite uh, new Metroidvania that I played this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is a game that you might be familiar with. It's a game called Vampire Survivors. I've never heard of this. <laughs> now what you do is you just walk around and then like like projectiles shoot out of you. You don't even have to control the projectiles. You don't have to hit a button. You just walk around and that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's obsessing. It's like I'm just obsessed. I was obsessed with it. I Mm -hmm. don't fully understand why I was obsessed with it. And I feel like you're probably the same way. It is Mm -hmm. so simple, but like, I think it's just the ultimate power fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Where you just start out like just the projectiles at the beginning of the match just are so shitty and it's just like, it... it, they barely do any damage and they, they move so slowly. And then like 30 minutes later, you are just a walking broken tank, just destroying everything in your path. And it just, it's so rewarding. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is definitely my second favorite um, roguelike that I've ever played. Mm -hmm. Outside of dead cells. And I think dead cells also did a great job of like go you start out so weak and then like by the end of a run like you just feel broken and i i feel like this game does that as well as dead cells does Mm -hmm. and then my number one game was uh nobody saves the world oh yes uh This is the only game I 100%ed this year, although I did come very close with Vampire Survivors and I might go back to it at some. I'll probably go back to Vampire Survivors. But as of right now, the only game that I've 100%ed was Nobody Saves the World. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it just kind of scratched that like Ratchet and Clank itch a little bit. Where Ratchet and Clank, you get like all these like new weapons and then you can just like you use the weapons and you level them up. Uh, nobody saves the world does that but instead of weapons they're like these character sprites so like you're a horse or you're a ghost or you play as a turtle and then like the more you play as these like these characters the more they level up and the more broken they get and i just found it fun just like leveling up the characters and like swapping like character abilities it just it was just so well designed and it was just like this open world that you just kind of like roam around and get experience and kill things and just kind of experiment. I, it, it just worked for me and it was just so well-designed. And I think it was made by the same people who make the, uh, Oh God, what is the, uh, that wrestling Metroidvania? The,
0: oh uh, Guacamelee. It's,
1: Guaca, it's the Guacamelee It is. It's the same people. people
0: who make Guacamelee, yeah. uh,
1: which I liked Guacamelee, but this game just, this is their, the best game they've made i'm willing to say that it's just a really dumb fun game and i think you would even find some enjoyment out of it yeah probably uh so uh my my three games all three games were just on game pass that i just decided you know what i'll give it a try it's on game pass what's the worst that can happen and i i loved all three of these games so
0: mm-hmm. uh I,
1: game pass just kind of like that's what i love about game pass is sometimes you just like you just download something and you just try it because why not so
0: i was gonna say for me most of the time now game pass is like the oh i was gonna buy this Mm. but i guess not now because it's on game pass (laughs) machine yes
1: uh i did see that some people were complaining about game pass not having any new games for the second half of the this month but like Mm. it's still great i i I still think game pass is absolutely worth it if you have a a decent gaming pc or an xbox you should have game Mm.
0: pass so yeah yeah
1: uh, so nope, those are my uh, my three best surprises this year. Okay. Uh, let, do you want to do like best looking because that's another one that like sure. Uh, like that. That's not like any like major spoilers or anything. So
0: no, yeah. So I for me, my three. I don't know. I'm not gonna have a lot to say about it this year. I just. People say the Switch looks like garbage, mm-hmm. and then you look at games like Bayonetta three and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and they prove that. Uh, but then there are anomalies. So my number three is Kirby in the Forgotten Land, illegally good looking. I don't oh. understand. They just the art style somehow. If the art style is right, it looks totally good on the Switch. I, uh, and Kirby, I like it.
1: I will say, but that's like that's the Nintendo magic. That is, that's the secret sauce. Uh, Because Bayonetta 3 and Pokemon do not get the Nintendo Magic because they're really not made by Nintendo.
0: But Pokemon should get the fucking Nintendo Magic.
1: (laughs) Pokemon should get, like, the better. Like, that should be the best-looking game because it's the most profitable franchise of all time.
0: Yeah, but they don't get that. Anyways, Kirby got that special sauce, and it looks tight. It's very colorful, um, post-apocalyptic world fun. Uh, but also just like super colorful and weird and dumb because it's Kirby. And so that that looks very good. Uh, and then number two, again, the Switch and the Nintendo Magic Splatoon 3. Hmm. That game is ridiculous and it fucking looks really good and runs at 60 frames per second. A lot of other games look like dog shit and cannot even hit 30 <laughs> on the Switch. So I do not understand it. Splatoon also is just one of the most stylish franchises in existence. Like, yes. it just it has a very unique look and feel, and I, I just don't get it. Like, you look at Pokemon and Splatoon side by side, and it's like I don't how what I, I you say one of them is an open world, but then uh, then you do this, you look at Xenoblade, and you're like it's still impossible. Pokemon should
1: not look this bad. I don't mean to say this as like a dismissive, but like to me, Splatoon. It it always looks that good. You know, like the first one looked as good as the third one. I'm sure there are improvements.
0: Oh, it looks way better now than it did
1: though. I see like to me it, it looks all the same. And I'm not saying that is like a negative thing. I think it's always yeah, looked yeah. great, but like I don't know there's something about it that it just kind of continues to look the same to me. Uh,
0: no, yeah, it looks way more graphically hmm. than it did previously. Oh, I'm sure it does so. and
1: it's just kind of one of those weird things in your mind where you're like it always looked like that. What are you talking about? Yeah.
0: Mhm uh so that rules and then my number one is god of war ragnarok Mm. criminal amounts of money (laughs) went into this project and i played it on the ps5 it's illegal what went on here uh yeah i don't
1: i don't understand it they they got the hot tech from like naughty dog where they're just like the hot tech meaning like an infinite budget
0: yeah that's the hot technology Uh uh-huh
1: just infinite budget and just like throw money at it until it looks amazing.
0: Just yeah, like then all like even outside of just like all the armor and shit, mm-hmm. like the facial animation, the facial capture, just like everything in God of War looks fucking ridiculous. Yes. Uh and I that's why it's my number 1 best mm-hmm. looking.
1: Um my top 3, uh number 3 is tunic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh there's something about it's like an isometric it almost looks like an N64 game, but if it was like really clean and not like if, if, if graphics always had that like N64 look, but it just kept like getting polished and looking nicer over time. That's the way tunic looks to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, I just like the, the all like the polygons, but it's a very clean, like aesthetically nice. I, I can't really describe tunic. It just, it's got a cute little Fox protagonist. I, I, The way it looks is the one compliment I can give that game. Mm. Although I do, from thinking back, I think the music was pretty good as well.
0: The music is pretty good, yeah.
1: Uh, But like, I think I think the 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 art style is my favorite. Uh, Number two is uh, God of War Ragnarok. Same Mm. with you. I I don't. I I have the same notes here. I mean, just like the facial animations. Just there's so many different worlds, and they all look unique. Uh, And one little thing that I enjoyed was just. Going back to the lake and how how differently that played and how different it looked. I, I don't know. I God of War Ragnarok did just get that special sauce and that special sauce being more money. Mm. Uh, and then my number one. Uh, speaking of games where I said like Splatoon is looks the same to me. I picked Forza Horizon Five, Hot Wheels. <laughs> it, I know it's just more Forza Horizon Five. But, man, they integrated the Hot Wheels amazingly, though. Yeah. I mean, just like, holy shit, driving around on those orange tubes, which I probably played a lot more Hot Wheels than you did when I was a kid. So, like, it Uh it probably just means a lot more to me. But, God, it's just, like, it it almost took me back to when I was a kid playing with Hot Wheels and just driving around those orange tracks. And I, I love the way they designed it in every aspect, it just looked so good. And I, I I don't know. It it is just more Forza horizon. I know, but like, it just clicked with me and it is just my favorite thing to look at this year. So I, I I had to be honest with myself and I was like, I'm just going to say Forza horizon five. Hot wheels is my favorite looking game this year. So, yeah. All right. So I think music can be somewhat of a spoiler. Uh, let's go. Do you want to go best feel, and then we can kind of just get into more of the story heavy stuff sure. or the spoiler heavy stuff?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, what is your number three? And best. Uh, let me. Best feel is just like basically best gameplay. Like what feels good to play.
0: My number three is Vampire Survivors. <laughs> no, it isn't, Manny. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: It feels good
0: to play, Matthew. I don't know why you're being mean to me. You walk around, the walking around is really good, okay?
1: Well, depending on the character, some of them move too slowly.
0: Hey, it's, it's fine, because the weapons are what matter. That's and the, true. Sometimes getting the weapons and using them and moving around at the right angle feels very good. Mm-hmm. And Vampire Survivors, I don't know. It just does it for me. <laughs> Number two is Ali Ali World. Oh. Uh and I say this because Ali Ali one and Ali Ali two are like fucking hard to play. Like they excruciatingly brutal because you have to like do the stick and like very specific movements of like half turns and full three sixties and shit like that. Um, And it just never worked for me in one or two, but Ali Ali world made it so that it, is a lot more accessible for normal humans. Um and it just feels good to like grind or like do combos and get the whole stage and things like that. Um Halo yeah, Halo World's a good game.
1: Uh, this is that's the one game that I looked this year and I'm like I should have played that.
0: I uh, I like it a lot, uh, and it does feel very good because it j- like I said, the previous two games like were the same gameplay. It's just I couldn't do it. Right. Whereas here it's like it's just more lenient enough, and then they do get some like weird wild challenges. But it's like you can uh, go an easier path so you don't have to like break yourself to do things like that. It's just if you want to go for wildly higher scores and things like that. Uh, And then my number one best feel neon white.
1: Mm -hmm. If a
0: first person game about speed running did not feel good, it would not work. So Ben Esposito and the team figured it out and it just feels very good. You move very fast. Every single card has to feel and do a very specific way and they nail it each time, each fucking weapon you get the gun has to feel a very specific way. And then when you discard it. The movement option from that has to feel a very specific way. And they always rule. Uh, and then you get to the end and they like unlock the secret sauce and it's even cooler somehow and feels even better. I won't spoil that. Cause you know, it's just the very end of neon white, but it God fucking damn neon white rules. And it feels so good. Very exciting. And that is what I have.
1: Okay. Uh, my top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, it is just like a first person shooter, you know, open world first person shooter. But I think it, it is definitely Gearbox's best shooter. Like, it just feels good to run around and shoot. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and like, it is better than Borderlands. I, I, I can cut, which Borderlands was never amazing. Uh, i do think they're getting better with them and and, the, and tiny tina's is definitely like a great step in the right direction for that it it is what it is it's just you just run around and shoot things and get experience it's just more mm-hmm. borderlands but it is they just tweak the combat a little bit and it is just getting a little bit better and i appreciated that mm-hmm. uh number two is her horizon forbidden west
0: okay um
1: they took the core gameplay that I loved and just made it a little bit better. The combat continues to be great, but now they just made like traversing the world better. Uh, I I will say they shamelessly stole um, the the Breath of the Wild glider. Mm. But I'm OK with that. Like more open worlds need to have that.
0: Yeah, Genshin Impact has that. Exactly.
1: Like, And it just kind of makes like jumping off a high cliff just like so much better. Then you don't have to worry about, like, you know, like fall damage and dying. I
0: don't know. You could just do it like they do it in Pokemon.
1: Yes, I do enjoy Pokemon. (laughs) Because you
0: just don't take fall damage. Yeah, yeah. Fucking fall from anywhere and it's just like oh it's fine now. I was playing Although you can all you can also glide in that so it doesn't matter. But it, yes. I'm just saying if you fall down, it's just hilarious where it's like, oh no, we're good, we're fine.
1: It'll even in fact, like if you fall down, it's like, hey, do you want to go back up there? And I appreciate it. I know, that and it's Pokemon. like, yes, thank you. Yes, because there's been a couple times where I accidentally walked off the edge and I was like, Thank you, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not just that about the the glider, they also added a grapple hook. Ah. Uh. I'm not but like unfortunately with the grapple hook, you can only grapple hook certainly certain points. They have to mm. be like but still I mean a grapple hook is a grapple hook. It's a very fast quick grapple hook and I appreciate that. Uh, and then the last thing they did was they added a machine that you can call anytime and you can then just fly over the open world kind of like Pokemon oh. in general like uh, not this pokemon but like one of the older pokemon's where you could just kind of fly around and then just kind of drop off wherever. so
0: uh omega ruby and alpha sapphire yes
1: uh so so that one uh so just like great combat but now they made the traversal a little bit better so nice Uh, horizon forbidden west a great playing game and then my number one was uh god of war
0: yeah it does feel good yes
1: I can't remember if it made my top three of the year it came out, like the 2018
0: one. Oh, it almost certainly did because the axe, man.
1: Yeah, but then I thought about it and I was like, that was the same year Dead Cells, Forza Horizon 4, and Spider-Man came out. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, that's a, t- that's a heavy top four. Yeah. Uh, God of War definitely somewhere in that top four. I don't remember. Uh, but this is great. And then I think they made it better because I just really enjoyed the sequences where you use Atreus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but then I also like, and this is a spoiler, the new weapon you get with the spear. Yes, uh, I think it's also a great callback to like Kratos being a Spartan warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I just that spear was fun, and I love that one power move uh, where it would just like chuck a bunch of like spears in like the air, and they'd all like like they rain down. Oh, that was mm-hmm. that was such a fun move to use. Uh, they took the God of War formula a lot like Horizon and just made it a little bit better, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I think God of War uh, is my uh, favorite playing game this year. So. And boom! All right. So, do you want to do music or character?
0: We can do music first. Okay. Uh, so for best music, normally I am a very large proponent of music Mm -hmm. this year. I did not feel particularly like very strongly about any music in games that I had. Okay. Uh, but my number three is platoon three and that's because they just continue to make new music in this platoon style. Right. Uh, it is just really weird and they use like weird sounds and shit in it and it always has like sick fresh beats and I I like that about it
1: Splatoon has a very unique sound to it
0: it does Um, and they they manage to keep doing it yes it,
1: it sounds like more Splatoon but it is a very like I agree it's great
0: yeah so uh that's why that's my number three my number two is pokemon violet okay and this one mainly because i could not stand most of the music in the last game because (laughs) it sounded like weird soundcloud remixes of actual pokemon music uh this one also has a lot more music written by toby fox in it um i don't know all of the music in this game rules sadly i hit the bug which is patched out now so you will not get it in the elite 4 where the music rules except it only repeats the first 5 seconds of the song the entire fight. <laughs> and so at first I was like, oh, it's going to like something's going to happen here like it's it's, it's
1: ramping like, up. It's
0: looping, it's ramping and it's like, oh, it just is continuously uh, ramping. Uh-huh. Fuck. And then I like went back and I saw that that was one of the bugs that got fixed and then I went and listened to the song and I was like, I was robbed. <laughs> I was robbed of this moment. This fucking game uh, Anyways, I I just like Pokemon music generally uh, most of the time. Can um, I
1: admit something. What I've been listening to audiobooks the entire time, so I haven't heard any of the music. Oh, uh, it's anymore.
0: very good. Just to me, I, I wish I, someone has to have a video of what the Elite Four was like before where the <laughs> the sound because it was a very common bug. Apparently, I'll have to try to find it. But I just after I realized it was happening, I just laughed and I was like, "This fucking game! Like, <laughs> what what?"
1: It's almost like it came out half baked almost. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it does
0: have good music. Uh-huh. They, in the last game, Toby Fox had only one song, I think, and this he had a bunch. um, and that that's very, very clear because uh, he he likes to use like melodic themes mm-hmm. throughout different songs, and they you know they come back and fit the theme of the moment or whatever. Uh, so that's very good. And my number one is Xenoblade Chronicles three because the greatest video game composer of all time, Yazunori Matsuda never misses and xenoblade chronicles one and xenoblade chronicles two had fucking incredible soundtracks by mitsuda he continues to rule in this game and you know there are remixes of songs from the previous two games because this game is technically both of those worlds put together uh so the music in this game is actually this is probably the one that i actually cared the most about because it like they use it to really like Uh, make story moments hit harder when they are happening by using specific music from specific games or like using mixtures of the two or using some new stuff but um, very good very good orchestral JRPG soundtrack (coughs) and that is what I've got for best music
1: Uh, my top three Uh, I have a hard time articulating why I like certain music that is okay uh, so I actually brought some music that I'm gonna play over my uh, my uh-huh. phone just to just to show little like snippets of like mm-hmm. of the game. So, so my number three is uh, Mario and Rabbit: Sparks of Hope. Uh huh. Three great composers: uh, Grant Kirkhope, uh, Gareth Coker, who he did uh, the Ori soundtrack and then uh yoko shimamura shimamura yoko
0: shimamura is one of the best uh,
1: i i mean like you look sports. at her her list and she's done like almost every single japanese game oh yeah like.
0: she's she is the best uh,
1: so kid. like here are just a couple songs um like this one it's going to take me a sec to can you hear that i can like if you had to guess who do you think did that one did this of the three
0: this one, I would guess Yoko Shimamura. It was it was her, know. yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then, like, I, the other one I picked here to just kind of show off was it's just, like, the most um, Grant Kirkhope sounding, like, song.
0: <laughs> it, He's just, like, you guys like xylophones?
1: Yes. It just sounds like Banjo-Kazooie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like I'm just wandering around like the open like the open area in banjo kazooie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like to me. I, I like hearing this music just kind of like takes you back to my childhood and playing banjo kazooie, and I, I appreciate that. That's fair. Um, so like I j- I like all three of these composers, and I think it, I I think the soundtrack could have been better in a weird mm-hmm. way, but I still think it's great. Yeah. Um, my number two was a game that uh, I keep talking about, and that is uh, Nobody Saves the World. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, fun chip-tuning music. Like, here, here's one. It's called Garden Party. Like, it's just music that you're just kind of playing along to, and then all of a sudden you're like, my head's bobbing. I'm just having a good time, you know? <laughs> you know, this is just fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll just play another one called Calamity.
0: Mm-hmm. Very different from A Garden Party. Yes.
1: Just another one that you're just like, you're just kind of playing along and you're just like, your head starts bobbing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, no, I, I just think this uh, this soundtrack, it was great. And it was done by a man named Jim Guthrie. I'm not too familiar with him, but it seems like he's a very popular uh, Canadian uh, musician. Yeah. Uh, and then my number one, I don't think I have to play music for, because that is Splatoon 3.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I think
1: everyone knows what Splatoon sounds like. You know what it sounds like. But I did bring a song. The song is, like, the most Splatoon-ass-sounding song, and I think we just need to get a little taste of it. You know, that's just Splatoon to me, right? Yeah. That, that's just Splatoon, so so there's there's your little Splatoon taste for for the day, so... Yeah. Uh, so those are my three favorite uh, soundtracks. They're just like, especially like "Nobody Saves the World" in Splatoon Three. They're just songs that like your head just starts bobbing, and you're like, "This is just a good song." Uh, so, nope, uh, uh, one, two, and three. So let's uh, let's move into best character, Manny. What, uh, what are your top three characters for this year?
0: Uh, my number three is Ratatoskr. And- the squirrel from God of war Ragnarok. Okay. Because he rules. I was not at any moment expecting for there to be a squirrel with an eye patch and uh-huh. a fancy little outfit on, <laughs> but he was there and I do love him. Uh, because he, his whole thing is like, he's got a pre, he's like the caretaker of Yggdrasil, the world tree. And, uh, He's got all these weird little familiars as well, but they all like represent different personalities and like some of them are just like really shitty to him all the time. And so like if you stick around like near his little tree area, you'll hear these things say like the wildest shit to him and they'll like get in all these kinds of crazy arguments. Um, And I also liked his two side quests, the one where you have to find the stags uh, so that the tree doesn't get out of control and the one where you have to like get the Yggdrasil Drake spawns captured into the little boxes or whatever um, and yeah, he's just he's a fun character it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is like some good comedic relief, you have to like throw the axe to ring his little bell to get him to scurry out from the, the branches and then there he is and sometimes some of his little weird little spectral homies are there to say some Hannah shit to you uh but yeah, yeah, I liked Ratatouille.
1: I just love that first moment when you're like, Who the fuck is talking? Who that's is
0: it? I was I was like, What the fuck is this? And then this little fancy lad <laughs> yeah, is I, there and I was like, This is the best thing that's I, happened I, so far. Yes,
1: it just like my face just lit up. I was like, Fuck mm-hmm. yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's another one where like it looks so good and the animation is so good that you're just like, Wow, this is a squirrel. This is awesome. Oh, what a great guy. I like him a lot. And also, I just think it's funny because the way he talks is like he could have manifested himself as anything, mm-hmm. but he just like chose a squirrel. <laughs> and you're like, all right, dude, I guess if that's what you're what you want. Yeah, I mean, it works. He's- it did. It, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my number two is white or neon white. The main character of neon white. Uh, neons are people who have died and gone to purgatory and they compete in uh, the trials to see who will actually be able to go to heaven if they kill the most demons. Uh, And he doesn't really remember his, uh, his past at all. Yeah. Strange. I know amnesia, Mm -hmm. very good video game plot trope. Uh, He's voiced by Steve Blum who is the English voice actor of Spike Spiegel, the main character of Cowboy Bebop and anything Steve Blum voices. I like, uh, and I don't know. I neon white is just like his whole story is interesting. And it actually really reminded me a lot of the story of Spike and Cowboy Bebop where he's like, a um, he was in a gang and then was betrayed uh and it it just he's a good character i don't know steve blum can voice and make anyone sound interesting to me uh but yeah he is the character you play as he is pretty cool and then the number one best character is noah from xenoblade chronicles 3 he is the main character and you know what i'm not even gonna talk about why he's so cool he just is a jrpg Mm. character with a british voice who plays (laughs) the flute he he plays the flute a lot okay all right he plays the flute to send on the the dead souls uh literally if you get into like why noah is the coolest character in that game it spoils the entire fucking game okay and that that is just unnecessary and actually uh it's not even in my best moment or sequence so i'm just like not really gonna talk about it but
1: Uh, you can talk about it next week
0: Yeah, that's true. He just is cool. God, fucking the plot of that game rules for most of it, It, except for the weird, like, kind of near the end part where you're like, "What the fuck is happening? Why is this game still going?" And then you get the ending, and you're like, "Oh, I see now. This game actually is sick." (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Noah, um, very good character. I, I liked him a lot, and like, he's one of the only few JRPG characters where, like, I feel like most of the time there are only two archetypes, and it's like. Whiny, sad boy who becomes like strong or strong boy who becomes a whiny, sad boy because he realized he's like doing something wrong, whereas like Noah the whole time is just like the moral compass for the group. And everyone's like, why are we doing this? And he's just like, because it's the right thing to do and they're like oh shit that does make sense and he just like never wavers in his beliefs and just always wants to do what he believes is right not like what is objectively the right or wrong choice but what he believes is the correct choice and I like that in a character so
1: Noah Noah the best character of 2022. the best character
0: of 2022 cool mm-hmm.
1: what do you got Uh, my number three is from nobody saves the world and it's the monk okay the monk kind of reminds me of e honda that's probably one of the better ways <laughs> to explain him not necessarily in the way he looks but like when you tap the a button his like hands like slap out in that like e honda way oh, and that,
0: oh yeah thousand I, hand slap exactly
1: it feels so good to just like just just kind of match that button and just just fuck people up with it i, I don't know it's just a very simple, fun combat way to just kind of fuck people up with, uh, with that. Uh, I th- this year my characters are pretty much m- are a lot more like combat related and like how they gotcha. how they're implemented in the world because uh, like narratively n- not a lot of characters like stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two might be a little bit of a cheating, but like I picked Atreus mm. uh, because like I do think at least the gameplay aspect like that got like fleshed out. Like you never got to play as him before and now you do. And I had so much fun playing as Atreus. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do think like narratively he does kind of like, he gets rounded out as a character even more throughout the entire game. But then like also, did you enjoy the combat playing as him or is it just more of a me thing?
0: Uh, I did up until a certain point when Mm. I would every time it would become him, I would be like, wow, I wish I was Kratos instead because he does so much more damage. Mm. Uh, But no, I I think that they did a good job of making Atreus very fun to play as, like giving him his own ability tree and stuff like that.
1: And he just felt so different from Atreus or from Kratos as well.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Kratos is the power. Atreus is just like a lot more speed and I just found him to be a lot more fun to use. Yeah. Um what I would like to see is them to do a spin-off where you play as Atreus in the next game. Mm. A kind of like a Miles Morales where it's like a shorter like 10 to 15 hour experience and it's just Atreus.
0: I just think the next God of War game should only be Atreus.
1: It just even not not a spin-off, just Atreus in general. Just
0: just Atreus because mm. Kratos doesn't have a role anymore. It doesn't make sense. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i mean it definitely feels like they're going that way but like i i still think like there's there's something you can do with kratos but right now there
0: is something you can do with kratos but they didn't set it up
1: no they didn't They, they
0: set up atreus's journey yes so like, that's what I mean, that's just getting into the end of God of War. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't know. I I agree with you. And I think like because they fleshed out Atreus in the way they did, mm-hmm. there's no reason why he couldn't just be the main character of the next game. Like he, you know, like he spoilers for God of War here, I guess when he gets Ingrid, you know, even though that's Frere's sword uh like oh. that is cool that's very mm. helpful when he's just got the sword floating around him the bow combat is very cool and like when you get the abilities that they get way more stun for getting headshots like super helpful his melee is super quick and you can like fuck people up with that but then like once he gets his like spectral summons oh like and you wolves? can like just like send the
1: wolves oh on the wolves oh, are oh. so fucking good you can use the wolves oh, when you're about. playing as kratos as well i know oh, i love I that as soon as I maxed that out, I was like, there's no reason to max out any of the others. I'm going to use I know, deals. I did the
0: same thing, yeah. So, like, that, I just think they did a good job. And so, like, if they did have the next game playing as only him, I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah.
1: I, I still, like, I like the shorter experiences. I I would love a 10 to 15 hour, like, Atreus story. Yeah. Uh, and then my number one is a Pokemon My boy, i don't know how to pronounce it but mabostif oh mabostif or mabostif
0: Mabostif? yeah Yeah. i don't
1: know i don't know i i just went into this game i didn't look up any of the new pokemon i had (laughs) no idea and then i'm doing the legend storyline and then like you just see this mabostif and i'm like wait a minute i have the original form it hasn't evolved yet that's what it's gonna end up looking like i didn't know i was just like so excited because i think at that point it was like level 27 or 28 so it was going to level up like very soon oh when i saw that i was like that's my that's my favorite pokemon from he's i love him so much i know (laughs) is that like one of your favorites as well
0: oh definitely i used him the whole game (laughs) and then i also used uh I can't think, I can never think of the name, uh, Doxbun, the Dash evolution Bun. of, Dash yeah, Dashbun. I, I and have then, that as well. I like, I got disappointed because I like, um, Grievard, but then Houndstone, the evolution, I don't like mm-hmm. as much,
1: mm-hmm. it's just
0: because I think it looks kind of weird, but like, yeah, three dogs, I'll take it. Uh,
1: I, I want to like Dashbun. Mm-hmm. I like the way it looks and everything, but like, it's not a good Pokemon for, com- for like, fighting oh
0: i've i've like annihilated most of the pokemon in this game with it oh really yeah it's fairy
1: it's fairy but it's just like it doesn't hit hard enough
0: oh i don't know play rough rock them
1: oh man i don't know yeah i i don't i like i even like changed it's like uh it's nature oh weird and it's still just not quite doing it for me (laughs) <laughs> Where Mabastiff is just like that that thing just like fucks oh, people yeah. up. Oh yeah.
0: No, he he fucks people up for me.
1: So uh that is definitely my favorite of, of all the Pokemon. I love Mabastif.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He is my boy.
0: I do love him.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh we only have two categories left, uh best story and best moment.
0: Uh yeah sorry i was looking at something on my computer because apparently this is the second time this has happened recently it's saying it can't save the backup locally which is fine because it saves in google drive but Mm -hmm. i was just checking to see if i like had enough space and i have i mean (laughs) this podcast isn't over a terabyte so i think we're gonna be fine uh Uh, so yeah best story though best story best story number three for me splatoon three Uh, it's so stupid and I love it. Uh, you basically go down into this no man's land. I can never remember what the hell it's called. And there is all of this goo that has fur in it. And you got to find out why that is happening and try to remove all of it. In the end, it turns out that there are only there were people thought there were only two mammals left on Earth. And that they were the two cats, Judd and Lil' Judd, that um, are basically they basically uh, are the cats that announce the winner and loser. Judd is the big cat. Lil' Judd is his clone, the evil looking little one. Uh, But turns out there is a third mammal, Matthew. What? And it is Mr. Grizz. Okay. The CEO of Salmon Run, whose voice you hear. And he never see him because he didn't want anyone to know that he is a giant fucking bear. (laughs) And it is his goal to drown half of the Earth or more in his furry goo so that mammals can once again rain on the planet Earth. And you have to stop him. And boy, it is something. Uh, and then the, just the other parts of the story other than that uh, final reveal there uh, where you fight the three people from the Splatcast uh, because they are thieves and they think you're trying to like steal this treasure but really you're just trying to stop the weird thing that might take over the earth and they're just stupid as hell. Uh, but like those fights are pretty fun and I like the whole like you're a secret agent thing that they've got going on where they're like, oh yeah, agent, you gotta like save the world or whatever um but that story very fun uh number two best story god of War Ragnarok mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i we both talked before the podcast about how the ending didn't really do it for either one of us but i think everything leading up to that point is great is great it's pretty good i mm-hmm. uh, I liked the where the story went i liked the reveals i liked the dealing with Norse mythology aspect of it, you get a lot more characters in this one than you had in the last one. So there's a lot more chance for like banter and interaction between people. See more uh, Norse gods like Odin and Thor. I think the whole plot, subplot with Thor is excellent. Um, even like meeting Angraboda, having uh, Atreus find out about the giants and like that kind of stuff is really cool.
1: I even like like the 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 slower moments where like it's just like Kratos and Atreus just having like a more serious conversation.
0: Yeah, that too. I mean, I, I also like that you make up with Freya and get mm-hmm. to hang out with her a lot, so you get a lot of dialogue with Freya. And especially after the game is over, since you are only with Freya, you get a lot of new dialogue from that as well. Uh, and yeah, I just overall, I think it's a very good conclusion to that plot they had started. Everything came full circle it just might not have concluded in the way that I, I don't even know what I wanted, but it's not how it ended either way. I I do think that the plot and everything leading up to it is very good. And it's excellent.
1: We were talking about this uh, before the podcast. I think we were both hoping to be surprised and like the ending just wasn't that surprising for either of us.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, it's just, that's what I was expecting and not what I got, but I, I won't fault the story for that. I just think everything else was excellent. Mm Uh, And then my number one best story, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, this fucking game, dude. I don't understand how Monolith is allowed to do it. They combined the worlds of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 into this new one. And when you find out why that happened, it truly delivers. And the story DLC of this when it comes out has the potential to be the best thing they have ever done because it should have characters from all three in it. But I don't know if that will happen. We might be let down, but I either way the plot of Xenoblade Chronicles three wraps up very nicely. I would try to describe it here, but we would never leave the podcast because it is a very complex JRPG action. Just know that it was good and they do deliver. They deliver on the end of a trilogy. They did it for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, Matthew, what do you got? Best story.
1: Uh, My number three is as dusk falls. Okay. Yes. uh, Which is, you know, it's in the style of like, you know, like Aquatic Dream or Telltale where it's like that interactive like movie. But you kind of like choose like the dialogue and stuff. Um, it you know it's just a very you know just believable story. Uh, yeah. It it's about like three brothers and like they just kind of get into some uh, like legal trouble. And I don't want to spoil too much because I do think this is one. If you're enjoying this, playing the, like playing uh, until dawn with your girlfriend, yeah. I, I would recommend playing as dusk falls. It, it's definitely yeah. in a similar category as like. I bet the quarry would have made my list if I had actually played through that
0: uh i yes i see like i watched it and i really Mm -hmm. liked a lot of it but I didn't play it so i didn't think i should put it on my list but there are i think that game is really cool i would love to i can't wait to see the not bad ending of that game because i want to know like how it properly resolves
1: yeah i got kind of a bad ending with one of like the characters um uh it was just a decision like do you think it's something like as dusk falls do you think that's something you would play probably not okay i don't think so uh, there's a moment, like, towards the end where a character, like, he got into some, like, legal trouble and the cops were after him. He was on the run. Oh. Uh, and then, like, the the game kind of ends and, like, he, he wanted to, all he really wanted to do was just kind of run away, go to Canada and become a park ranger. Uh, oh. He stopped somewhere. I can't remember where. It, it was somewhere in, I think, like, Utah or something like that in, like, one of the... Uh, parks and a park ranger is just kind of talking to him and then the park ranger finds out who he was and how like 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 him and his family basically murdered some cops uh so you had a chance to kind of get away but what i would have had to do is basically like assault this like old really nice like park ranger and i just didn't want to do that and because i didn't do that it put him on like put this kid on death row
0: oh shit it
1: just like it was a little too extreme but like even then i still did enjoy the story Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, I mean, it is one of those, like, things are always a little too black and white. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It didn't really make sense why this kid would have been on death row. uh, Because, like, he didn't do anything. Uh, His brother shot somebody, but, like, he didn't. It, it just does not make sense for him to be on death row, but like it, it's a video game and sometimes they want to like deal with the extremes. So like basically, hmm. basically with that character, you either end up end up on death row or you end up in like, he ends up in Canada and he's like a park ranger. So, hmm. and all I had to do was like to assault this really nice old man. And I didn't want to do it. So, <laughs> uh, and I know that's great praise for uh, my, but like, I did enjoy the story. It was just like yeah, one of those yeah, moments yeah. where it's like I, that part just kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, my number two was a plague tale, a requiem.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I didn't Rath. love
1: the gameplay, but like the story was just fantastic throughout. And like, unlike God of war, they went for an ending and they just nailed it. Mm. It is bold as hell. So, I, I i don't want to spoil because like that is like one of my top three best moments but like oh. it is like it's one of my favorite stories this year because of like how bold of an ending they went with uh-huh. uh and then number one is god of war and uh, it's just the dialogue is just so believable there are just like these moments i just i love that one moment where or Atre- or Kratos is Atre- like apologizing to Kratos or a Kratos is apologizing to Atreus. And then like it ends with Atreus saying like, don't be sorry, be better. Yeah. And like perfect storytelling with visuals, Kratos just kind of like smiles. He just kind of smirks. Well, breaks. that
0: was because he had said that to yeah, Atreus. Before. I know
1: it's a great callback in the first one, but like, it's still, it's just like, 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 it's just great storytelling and just like, it, it was a great callback. And I just, I love the little moment. So yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, God of war was my favorite story of this year. I will say I was a little disappointed in the story in horizon. Ah, yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite stories in the first one. And like, I think the combat and the gameplay got better, but I think the story took a huge step back. So mm. I'm a little disappointed. It didn't make my top three.
0: Yeah. Maybe they'll solve it when they go to Hollywood.
1: Uh, yeah, that'll definitely do it.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to do it. I
1: think actually the VR experience will pull it all together.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the multiplayer game. Maybe.
1: That, yeah, that, that could do it, too. <laughs> uh, so our uh, best moment. It's hard. Like, this is definitely the spoiler heavy category. It's impossible to talk about these games and not talk about these moments and not spoil.
0: Yeah, especially because two of mine are the end of games.
1: Uh. Only one of them is an ending for me. Well, technically, both both two. Of
0: mine, two of mine are. So,
1: uh, so uh, what is your third favorite uh, moment, Manny? So, best moment or sequence. My number three
0: is the end of Splatoon three. So, I did you play any of the single
1: player at all? I played like the first couple chapters, and I was like, I like the multiplayer more than this.
0: Okay, so it's important that you know that you have the little buddy right? the little the little guy that you can throw. okay. So at the end of the game, you get all of these pieces together to build a rocket. And you turns out that, Mr. Grizz, the bear, reveals himself, and he's a giant bear, man. And he's like, haha, dumbass, I made you get this shit, and now I'm going to rocket all of the goo out into space, and then it's going to come back down and crash on Earth, and the mammals are going to be able to overcome the sea people again. (laughs) Right? And he blasts off, you can't stop him, but then you are able to get to space because... Uh, you somehow are able to like latch onto the rocket and you're up there with him and you fight Mr. Grizz while he is on the other side of the rocket and you are like climbing up the rocket. Once you beat him, he like gets really raged out and he throws you off the rocket and you're like, Oh no, now they're gonna die. But then DJ Octavio, the octopus. From the beginning of the game and from the previous two games, he has a spaceship mech that uh, you then get onto, And for some reason, everyone on the planet can hear you Dragon Ball Z style. So then like when Goku channeled the Kamehameha against Majin Buu, you channel all of the sea creatures into your little buddy and he becomes a giant buddy. And he is a giant swordfish. And then somehow Mr. Grizz gets really huge. And they are fighting in the background. And you have to steer DJ Octavio's ship to distract Mr. Grizz so that the big buddy can fight him and destroy him. And... I never in a million years expected any of that to occur or any of those gameplay mechanics or anything like that. And it is just like the most batshit insane ending I could have possibly thought of, except for the next one.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Interesting. Then
0: the number two is the end of Kirby and the forgotten land.
1: What? I'm just shocked that like, splatoon and kirby have like shocking moments that's awesome
0: splatoon 3 was wild but kirby i there were so many wild moments in kirby you like find out that like these dudes were like basically doing like eugenics and like you the last like thing from the experiment is the final villain and like once you beat it You beat the you beat the final villain as Kirby and you're like, oh, it's going to be fine or whatever. He's like, oh, just kidding. I got you. And then he starts pulling Bryn star Kirby's home world into this other world that Kirby got sucked into so that they crash together so that he can destroy them both. But don't worry, Matt. Kirby's got it under control. So the final boss is out there floating maniacally, being like, haha, I got Brinstar. What's that next to Kirby? An 18 wheeler. Okay, that's cool. And then he sucks in the 18 wheeler. It goes into mouthful mode. And then you are fucking Kirby as an 18 wheeler. And you. Uh, The final boss is like, whoa, that's not good for some reason and starts throwing skyscrapers at Kirby. And then you are an 18-wheeler driving along skyscrapers. And uh, when you finally get up there, Kirby then as an 18-wheeler has Dragon Ball Z-style power struggles with energy beams with the final boss. And then you finally win... And, uh, the final boss gets, uh, blown away and everything is saved and Kirby spits out the 18 wheeler and you're good to go. (laughs) So that's the end of Kirby.
1: Of course. So that's, I'm going to,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to let everybody know that's not even the true ending, which I did not get. So I don't know if it gets more wild. Than eighteen wheeler Kirby
1: power struggling Dragon Ball Z style. I think you need to go back and find out. And I I'm
0: like I'm like halfway to getting mm. it, so I I may I've thought about it several times because I was like, can it get wilder? I don't know, but I just when he sucks in the eighteen wheeler, I was like, what the fuck is this game? And then like even before that, when they're like talking about the weird like eugenics experiments and like the killing of everyone on this planet, I was like. Is this okay? Nintendo, are you all right out there? Are, can we do this? Can you talk about these things <laughs> in a Kirby game? Uh so that was wild and then my number one moment which was the only time I actually said out loud what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely no way. And it was when you find out that Tier uh-huh. was Odin the whole fucking time Uh in God uh of War Ragnarok I could not fucking believe it because normally you see a plot I can see video game plot twists coming that I just was like no way and especially the lead up to it was fucking crazy where like the whole game you're like going on these side missions to be like oh tear doesn't he's not gonna fight with us as the god of war he's like done with it he thinks there are all these other ways we should do things and so you go out of your way to do all this other dumb bullshit and finally it's at the point where you're like oh we gotta go to asgard and tears like i've had the secret way into asgard the whole time and brock is just like the fuck you do? What like right. we have been doing this this whole time and he starts getting pissed off and then he's like and what's with you calling Atreus Loki
1: all the time?
0: And like what's oh what the fuck is the other thing he says? Well, I
1: think it was more it wasn't all the time. It was just like one time he accidentally called him Loki. Yeah,
0: and he was like and why do you why are you taking the mask? And he slaps the mask out of his hand mm-hmm. and then he gets stabbed and then he turns into Odin and I was like you got to be fucking absolutely kidding me odin was here the whole time
1: see like i thought it was just odin pretending to be tear for that one moment
0: Uh, it wasn't
1: until a little later that i realized that like oh it was odin the whole time it like it was never tear and then all of a sudden it's like this makes a lot more sense and i think it would make make replaying the game much more interesting because like i guarantee you they had little tiny touches that if you were paying attention, you probably could have picked up on it.
0: Yeah, it just, that blew my mind. That was yeah. the one time out of all these where I just said out loud, like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, and then it just ends being, like, really sad because it's just, like, you know, Brock's death and just, woof. After that, like, the entire tone of the game changes.
0: Part of that might have been Sindri's fault.
1: Uh That was 100. 100- I don't want to say Sindri's fault.
0: But, I mean, he's he lost part of his soul yes, when he I, tried to resurrect him from death the last
1: time. I know. Um, I'm not defending Sindri, but, like, I can understand why he was a little upset.
0: I will say that scene broke for me mm-hmm. when I was doing it, where Sindri is holding Brock. Uh, the, like, the camera fell through the world. Or no, something and like it. everyone was everyone was gone and I was like, what's happening? And then it like went to the next scene and it was normal. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that was fucked up. Uh so yeah, that was weird. But it was very cool. That that whole thing, very good. <sighs> Couldn't believe it.
1: Odin sucks. Odin kinda sucks, yeah. Yeah. Just kinda. Yeah. Uh so my top three. Uh, my number three is uh, from a plague Tale Requiem okay uh, so the whole game is kind of like setting like your brother up as like the exalted one kind of like the it, it's kind of like the Jesus complex type of thing mm-hmm. um, and, and so like he's kind of like for lack of a better word he's kind of like the rat king because like the whole thing is like the the swars the, the the swaths of like rats uh, mm-hmm. that your brother can, can kind of control. Yes. So the game ends because like you play as Amelia, the sister, and then like you have a younger brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game ends with Amelia having to kill her younger brother.
0: Oh, damn.
1: And you're just like, fuck. I, I just I just couldn't believe they went there. It it was just, like, so shocking. And, like, for the most part, it was a pretty, like, mediocre game with a pretty good story. I was pretty much just keeping up playing the game for the story. And then it just, like, had that, like, really bold ending that I was like, thank you. Thank you for doing something bold. I always like when stories, like, it it may not be popular, but, like, hey, you went with something bold and I appreciate that. And, like, that is literally, like, you, like, you hit your brother with a, a slingshot and then, like, the game goes to black. Mm. that is literally like boom the game is over it wasn't it wasn't hard it wasn't like a final boss it was just like one hit dead game over so like maybe like the, the brother isn't dead but i really hope like they definitely implied it like boom dead game over so yeah yeah i really appreciated that uh my number two it's gonna take a little bit more setting up but it's from uh the stanley parable Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, this is like the new content that they added this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh so you end up like going into like this like newer area, and then all of a sudden the narrator just kind of like starts like referencing um like uh critical reviews, like reviews from like IGN and GameSpot, and mm-hmm. just kind of like patting himself on the back and like talking about how great he is. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he starts talking about like Steam user reviews. <laughs> <laughs> and just like picking these negative ones and then just like shitting on these people and then <laughs> and then one of the reviews was just like it, it referenced like a skip button
0: mm-hmm.
1: so in just like this like just like smug mocking this like person like the game adds a skip button so you hit the skip button and then you have to kind of like go into the like into this room, and then you just kind of have to like keep hitting this this finding and hitting the skip button, and you just keep doing this over and over and over again until the world ends. Ah, and that's like the entire ending. It's just like it's just making fun of this one Steam user review, mm. and I just love how, how like they're just like willing to do that to like their fan base. I I don't know. God, that I just thought that was so hilariously funny. I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> and, and uh my number one surprise, surprise, it was Odin was tear the whole time.
0: Odin was tear the whole time. Like it's unbelievable. I cannot believe it. Uh,
1: it was I it was our both of us our favorite moment. And I think like that big moment, that big reveal. Uh, it it kind of like set us up that we were expecting one more big thing, and like that was the big thing of the game. Yeah, and I think that might be why we were a little disappointed by the ending because like I was hoping for something like that, and it nothing really can kind of came close for the ending. But like, holy shit, that was a moment. Yeah, that was something else. Uh, the game had a few great moments, but like that was definitely the moment of the game, and I, I'm sure we are not the only people who. Like who are picking this moment as like their favorite moment of the year. So
0: no, absolutely not. I that that is like to me, like if you're gonna like pick a moment from that mm-hmm. game, like that is the one that you would be like, What the fuck?
1: And I like the fact that they never explain like where Tyr actually is. Like we have no oh, he's
0: idea. Dad. Oh, is he? I think so, because that was the implication they thought he was dead the whole time, but then Atreus was like led to believe he was still alive. And really? that's why they went to
1: look for him. I but like I I and maybe they'll never explain it. But like there is still a possibility he's alive somewhere.
0: There is, but I mean they had made it. They had said before that Odin had killed him.
1: Mm, That is true. I didn't even think about that.
0: So, I yeah I I don't know. I guess Hmm. anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that that's it for our uh, Mm -hmm. our categories here.
1: And uh, next week, we will be doing our top 10 of the year. Yes. I think both of us were a little underwhelmed this year by games.
0: I was. I did 100% more games this year than I do normally. Mm. So,
1: And that so could just bad. mean that you bought less, fewer games and you just kind of like focused on those games a little more?
0: Actually, now that I think about it, that's not true at all. Mm. Because last, last year, I did Chicory, Death's Door psychonauts ratchet and i did a bunch last year so never mind mm. i just this this year that took more time and i did two pokemon games i guess
1: and you spent like a ton of time with elden ring
0: god i'll never beat it no it's so sad uh yeah but we'll do the we'll do the top 10 uh
1: normally we do that on new year's eve i think now mm-hmm. that we both have girlfriends they're yeah. probably going to want to spend New Year's Eve with us. So, we, so we're
0: so we going to do it the, the next Friday, the
1: 30th, the 30th. So it'll be, you know, the day before, um, mm-hmm. which I think is probably better anyway. We'll just keep it going.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine.
1: And then and then we're back into the new year, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah.
0: And I'm, I I got to figure out how I'm going to play games going forward, because like I don't I still have. How am I going to play Midnight Suns?
1: You could just play that whenever. That shit's eighty hours long. Mm, that that's that's the part. I thought you were asking like, how can I play an old game that didn't come no. out in twenty twenty three? I'm saying, how was there time to play it? I I don't know, and maybe we're just at a point where we can't play eighty hour games anymore.
0: That's why, like, I can play those types of games if they are on Switch, right? Maybe I should have just bought it on Steam. I fucked up. Well
1: we'll find out i guess you're just gonna have to take your playstation 5 to work every day and then every like, day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just plug it in at on the break room for like ten minutes because <laughs> it'll take five minutes to set up actually it'll take five minutes to set up and five minutes to take down so
0: yeah so, you i mean
1: you'll yeah. get like a good solid five minutes
0: yeah definitely worthwhile <laughs> for a strategy game <laughs> yep uh yeah so that and i i I don't know if it's going to end up happening before Friday, but I. God, Chain Deckos is so fucking good.
1: Mm-hmm. All I have left is Pokemon, and I just have to beat the Elite Four. So.
0: I mean, technically, I have nothing left, but if I could beat Chain Deckos, that would be tight. I will definitely not beat Need for Speed because the amount of time it would take me to get to the quote unquote end of that game would be very long. And uh, I guess I could beat Bayonetta in theory.
1: But but like there's no point because it's not gonna make your top ten list. Yeah. And that's kind of why like I started Need for Speed, I liked it, but I was like, it's not gonna make my top ten list.
0: It would have made my top three for best story. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so fucking wild, it makes no sense. It
1: could have made your it could have made like a best moment.
0: Okay, hang on. For the people here, I have to explain the basic plot of Need for Speed. So like I, I can't even my brain is just frying trying to think about it first of all it's trying to be like edgy to show that like you and your friend are like you had a hard life you grew up in the foster care system and they don't shut up about being brought up in the foster care system like i okay that that is a thing that happens a lot and then you work for a guy in his garage and and he's like a totally nice, normal man. And then he asks your friend to do her job, and she does it, right? This is like a this is a normal interaction. And then she is like upset that he's not like praising her more for it. And he's just like, "Yeah, you did your job. That's cool. I like that." And then he's like, "You know what? We should have a brisket barbecue." Wouldn't that be tight? And then she like flies off the handle and is like, "This idiot offering me brisket. We're making minimum wage here at this shop, and I'm I'm doing my job." And blah 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 blah. And then she betrays you and him, steals your car, and steals every single car from this garage because he offered her brisket. <laughs> listen if someone offered me brisket i would take that brisket so good
1: (laughs) you take any food you're like oh thank you i don't have to cook
0: thank you and it's just it's one of those things where it's like i this doesn't make sense like this is not a rational like logical escalation like the logical escalation would have been like hey man i think i deserve a raise not like i'm grand larceny And also, you would be able to find those cars. They all have license plates. What the fuck? And somehow they couldn't find them anyways. Best (laughs) story. Overall. And then she comes back to town with the same car she stole, by the way. So, like, arrest her. Uh, She comes back to town two years later and, like, makes a weird street racing circuit. And then is like, time to race. Like What the fuck? I don't know, man. I'm going to see it through to the end. I got to know how it goes.
1: Eventually I would like to go back to it, but right now I was just like, I'm not feeling this. So I'm not going to, it's not going to make my top 10 list. So I'm not going to bother. I I really wanted to just focus on Pokemon. Yeah. I kind of like you, like you just like got obsessed with Pokemon and like, I just sit there and play like five hours straight. Oh yeah. Where's my night going? Yeah. Okay. It's just Pokemon. It's just a shitty Pokemon game, and I'm obsessed I with it. Like I don't, I don't get
0: hours it. At least, so. Um, yeah. So that'll do it for us this week. We will mm-hmm. be back next week with uh, the Game of the Year podcast. Normally, I would say the stuff about Sting Operation, but for these two, I don't put that in uh, yeah. because it makes it easier to edit. Sure. So uh, that'll be it, and we'll be back next week. Peace out.